Welcome to Built in Texas, y'all. This is Jasmine Brand, and I am your host. Building a business is hard. Building one that's been around for 10 years, even harder. Joining us this week is creative entrepreneur, shoe designer, and mom, Akelia Stewart, who will take us along her journey toward success, tell us about some of the awesome partnerships she's landed, and why Greece is on her radar for next year. Enjoy the show. Hey, Akelia, welcome to Built in Texas. So excited to have you on the show. How are you? I'm wonderful. Couldn't be happier. How about you? I'm great. Uh, we actually got to meet each other for the first time at Dallas Startup Week. And when Akelia started telling me about her business and then she has this nonprofit, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even want to tell her at the time I had all these plans in my mind for her because that would have been weird and creepy because we just met. <laughs> But one of them, I have several ideas, um, but what the first one was, I definitely wanted to have a conversation with you because it just seemed like something. So when you were really, you were passionate about the custom business, but when you start talking about um, the nonprofit, I really saw like a twinkle in your eyes. It seemed something so exciting. I'd never heard of a nonprofit like that too. But first, before I get to that, where are you from? Are you homegirl? Are you transplant? Tell us more about that. I am homegrown from Dallas, Texas, born and raised. Texas my whole life. Um, I grew up in North Dallas and then after college time, then I moved further north into like McKinney, Frisco area. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have a really important, crucial question that you have to answer. And I, it's really important that you're honest about this too, Akelia. Sushi, <laughs> sushi or Tex-Mex? Ooh, I'm a Tex-Mex. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, tell me what's your faves? Oh, favorite restaurants? That or like, is there something you always get when you go have your Tex-Mex? I had to have enchiladas. Like oh, the enchiladas mm, are so yes. good with like rice and beans. Even my mm. son loves it. Like, it it's a That's must. Awesome. <laughs> right? It, I mean, it's it's so good. I feel like if we're Texas, I don't know how you couldn't like Tex-Mex. Um, exactly. I mean, it's just part of, part of being here too. But glad to hear your homegirl. What's interesting about... Um, Texas now is that it's such a melting pot of people from everywhere. It's a lot of us. I'm also born and raised here too, but we have so many transplants here, which have kind of really changed the culture and the vibe of Texas, which is so fascinating to me too. But tell us a little bit about Customs by AK. I, I remember you telling me about this business and I was like, this is so interesting and so neat. It sounds like it'd be so fun. So tell, tell us a little bit more about it. So Customs by AK has been around for 10 years. Um, I literally first started just by drawing. I used to draw so much. Um, I always draw, draw, used to draw sneakers, always. Um, and then I worked at a high-end boutique in downtown Dallas where I used to style different celebrities and athletes. And they used to always see me draw sneakers. And I'm like, we're really good at this. Oh my God, thank you. And one day we happened to see someone on TV in the store that was customizing shoes. And he was like, you would be awesome at that. And I was like, I would be horrible at that. I've never done that in my life. That is not my, that is not for me. I'll just draw. And they kept pushing the button. And one day they were like, you know what? They know I'm competitive. So they were like, you know what? We're going to bet that you can do this really good. And if you can do a shoe for me and I can showcase that shoe, then I'll start your, your startup. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, let me think about it. <laughs> and so that's exactly what happened. I did the shoe. 
feedback was amazing. Um, the feedback was so strong that I literally was getting orders in before I even started. And um, what year I, was this, Akelia? This was in 2014. Okay. So, um, I've been doing it ever since then and hasn't haven't stopped. <laughs> literally. That's amazing. So did you see yourself? Because you said you were working at kind of a high-end boutique downtown Dallas. Did you see yourself kind of being in the fashion world or or were you an artist or were you still trying to discover what you wanted to do back then? Um, some of both. I knew that fashion was my thing. It was came easy for me. People love me to style them just naturally. It's not even something that I wanted to be as a career, but it was really fun to me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of just clung to that. Um, and then just trying to find my purpose in that atmosphere. And then shoes just became very vibrant and upfront for me. Um, and I think it was like kind of like my calling to figure out like what it is that I wanted to do in that industry. And I, I went with that. That's amazing. So if someone has never seen your shoes before, and of course you guys, we're going to include links to everything. Cause there's a couple of pairs on there that I really love. I think the one I love on there sold out, of course, Akili, that's just the way, and the most expensive one too, cause that's how I roll, of course. Uh, but can you describe for those that have not, never heard of you, never heard about customs by AK and then brand new to customization of sneakers too. Can you explain or maybe describe what your style is? Like, what are you known for? I'm known for my uniqueness, something that you have never seen before. So all of my customs are one of ones. Um, a lot of people see the custom, like, oh, I want that exact same shoe. And even though I might do that exact same shoe, there's going to be something or some element that's going to be different because I want it to feel personal to you. It's a custom. It's something that's unique and no one else has. And that experience alone has gotten me so far because, like I said, some people can really relate with that one-on-one -on -one custom that I give them. So um, that's the best part of that. And then I just really put a lot of unique things within my shoes. Um, I do put grass on shoes. I put flowers on shoes. Oh. Um, and of course, artificial grass. <laughs> um, just different unique things that, like I said, you wouldn't typically see in a shoe and it's still wearable and you can get a long lasting shoe out of it as well. So um, I think those are really good things that people like cling to when it comes to my custom. That's amazing. So you talked about you were kind of challenged that first shoe. You did it. You got all this kind of um, feedback and, and people really automatically really kind of in demand of it. What's been kind of your, your journey along the way? So you had that really great starting point. What kind of highs and lows have you had? Or has it all been incredible and perfect the whole time? No, no, no. It was not perfect at all. I mean, when I got in the industry, I felt like I was the only female, um, also the only black female. Um, so it wasn't, I wasn't as respected as much. Um, a lot of people clung to guys and men doing sneakers or being related to sneakers and also being just the artist that I was. And so, um, I had to get the respect and then showcase my work so that the, the, the work could show itself and people would just respect my work in general. And I stood out, um, I made things different for me in my own aspect and in my own business. And it just kind of stood forward and people really respected me for that. And I was very transparent in my business and what I stood for. And yeah, they loved it. Um, they got me a lot far, but it was not easy. Um, when I first started off, I actually worked a full-time job in a um, medical industry. So mm -hmm. this was like almost like a side, side job for me. I would get off work and literally go into um, working into custom shoes at nighttime or on the weekends and nonstop. And I had to put into the work so hard that it became that my business became bigger than what I actually was doing in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And to the point that if I didn't take some of the jobs or collabs that I had in my sneaker business, I would um, lose out. I remember when I first took my um, first leap of faith, 
of just going all into my business with Hustles by AK, um, I got my first deal with and, and being able to collab with um, the Mavericks. So that would have never came if I still was in my full-time job, but that opportunity was available for me because I took that leap and just took that journey that way. But yes, yeah, sleepless nights, till to this day still, sleepless nights, <laughs> hard work, sweat and tears. Um, but yeah, I get it done. <laughs> you talk about that leap. You kind of had to take that leap. Do you believe that leap came because you kind of had no choice but to because the sneaker business in that your actually customs by came became needed more of your time or did you just think I need in order for me to take it where I need to go I have to go ahead and leave my my full-time job both both um I noticed that I wasn't able to get the full time I needed to in my business because I was working at my job and I was losing out on deals money time everything so it only made sense for me to like want to you know go into that that path with my business. Now, was it hard? Very much so. Was I scared? Literally crying to tears to make that decision. But I had to pray on it and I had to just, you know, come up with an idea and make sure that I had a plan and a fallback plan to make sure that that was going to be something that I need to do full time. Um, so, yeah. You know, what's interesting is it sounds like um, you, you represent what I think a lot of women are here, not just in Texas, but around the country is you've got this full-time job and then you've got kind of this on the side and that decision of when to go full-time with your kind of passion in your business is always a challenging one too. Um, I know I'm a first-generation entrepreneur. Uh, we have hustlepreneurs in my family, an actual <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> the first was actually trying to build a business. And I know I've made so many mistakes along the way. I've had so many successes, but just things you don't know about too. How have you kind of how have you kind of moved forward in your journey as an entrepreneur, shoepreneur? Have you had mentorship? Have you taken classes? And I ask that because there'll be some ladies listening in that are probably kind of where you were. They've got this full-time job, but they've got the thing they really love on the side, but you almost, it's almost so much you feel like you don't know. So what's kind of helped you along the way? Are you still learning? Are you still growing as far as that, that area goes? Um, first and foremost, I'm always learning. I think in a business, you should always be on top and learning new aspects. There's always something new to what you're already doing. So I think as far as education-wise, you should always educate yourself in your own business to make sure you're you're on top. Because you don't want to go behind because you're behind. You want to make sure you stay on top of that. So I'm always, Google's my best friend. Um, I think it has some of the most information just very visible. You know, social media now is everything is displayed. You can learn really just straight from your computer. So I take advantage of that. On my downtime, instead of TV, I'm watching a YouTube video on something or some type of craftsmanship to, um, you know, enhance my my career and my, my shoe customizations. Um, and as far as mentors, yes, I've had multiple. Um, I wanted to make sure that the groundwork for what I started and what I was maintaining also made sense. So of course, since I'm into sneakers, um, I decided to actually talk to a craftsmanship, um, mm -hmm. sneaker craftsmanship, someone who actually made shoes from scratch. I mean, not just sneakers, all, all shoes. Um, that way, it gave me the opportunity to want respect what I do, um, respect what I'm handling, and also pay respects to the people who made the way in the path for me mm -hmm. as well. Um, I felt like if I could know how to do a shoe from scratch, taking it apart, putting it back together and learning the key elements to a shoe, then um, I can respect anyone else that I ask to become, to come into my, my business to do it as well. Um, I'll know what the hard work, what it takes. I understand, you know, every aspect of it. And I can ask someone else to do that because I know what it takes to also to do that. Um, and also I can be able to mentor to other people. I don't mm -hmm. want to mentor someone and don't give them the correct information. I want to make sure that I'm knowledgeable of everything for that. 
And so, um, yeah, I took that time. That was about a year I actually shadowed and just watched, mm -hmm. just watching someone pour into their own craft. And it was beautiful. Um, and he was about 75 years old and he was mm -hmm. amazing. He could make shoes from scratch. And I just learned so much just from that. Um, and then when I built my company, I went forward. Um, I decided to also look at some people that did the exact same thing as I did. Um, I never was one who, you know, didn't appreciate something that somebody else was doing. Like there's a lot of bread companies, but you also got to respect all the bread companies because yes. you're all different. So that was kind of how I felt. Um, I looked up to everyone that was came before me or even after me. I still watch um, and I give credit as well too um, for that because like I said, they paying the way for all of us. And so that kind of was what helped me. Um, and to this day, I still learn. I still look up to people who, you know, do the same thing as I, um, even though we kind of do it differently, we all have our own style, but we could still be all in the same space as well. And so um, I think that's also um, builds a community also with us in custom shoes. Yeah, I love that. I think what you kind of represent is this idea of kind of where we are right now in 2022, but just in general, that there's so many resources available for us it's from social media, from Google, from YouTube that we can really benefit. But I think it's so important, too, to really kind of give credit and to those that have been before us, those that have really kind of paved the way in our industries. I know for me, there's so many women that have created businesses that, that did it when they didn't have social media, they didn't have YouTube. They had to do it the hard way, the long way. And so I think it's so important to what you said about kind of giving credit to where credit's due. How's your, speaking of 22, how's your year been? What have you been working on? I know there's probably some secret stuff you can't share with us, Akilia. That's okay, girl. We'll do a part two. Uh, but tell us kind of how's your year been going? Has it been great? Has it been challenging? I know we're kind of out of COVID-ish, but still for some still in it too. So give us kind of a rundown of how the year's been for you so far. My year has been amazing um in a good way um a lot of the hard work from 10 years ago is really showing up now um, and i love to leave with that just because some people think it really does have an overnight like you can anyone can start a business and it can succeed tremendously right you can go viral you know anything can happen but you have to have something to stand on yeah. for it to stay like that longevity yeah. And so I'm really proud to see like all the hard work that I put in for the 10 years really shine through this year in 22. Um, I can say my business has forged so much. Um, partnerships have been able to go out the roof um, and collaborations. And the collaborations are the most beautiful thing to me because one, I'm really in touch with my community. So it allows me mm. to showcase not only what I do, but what other community um, mm. and um, organizations do. And also just to like, you know, bring a more awareness to to Texas. Um, I travel all throughout the U.S., but, you know, Texas is my home. Of course, I'm going to take care of Texas. And it's just good to see community people come together in all aspects for anything. And, of course, I do sneakers, so you wouldn't think that I would probably work with a nonprofit or I would work with certain groups. You know, some people just like to put me in a box of just shoes, and that's not all that I do. I do a mm -hmm. lot. And so it's good to be able to showcase that through other communities and other organizations, too. So 22-2 has been phenomenal. <laughs> and, yeah, a lot, a lot I can't share, but I'm super excited. Um, this end of this year and next year will be amazing, and I will be displaying it all. <laughs> Uh, we can't wait to follow. Of course, we will make sure we link to all of Akelia's website, her website, her social channels and everything. But for aspiring entrepreneurs, um, can you talk about the process of collaborations and partnerships? Do a lot of them come to you? Have you, Or maybe that, that process of how do you even identify one? 
the, the securing of it, the execution of it, maybe walk us through that a little bit? Yes, of course. So for me, I had to have it two ways. One, through my business, which is Customs by AK. And then the other would be through my nonprofit, which is Saving Souls by AK. And so they come to me differently. Customs by AK, which is just customizations and shoes. Um, that one, a lot of people come to me. They're coming to me um, and they are they see my work displayed and they want something done, whether it's for their organization or whether it's for them personally. Um, and so those connections are a lot easier. Now, as far as my nonprofit, I have to put the work in. You know, I have to show up to those events. I have to show up to the community. I have to put in the work and I have to show my face and show that like, hey, I'm here for my community and this is what I'm doing and how can I help you? And then, and how can we help each other? And then those bonds are created and they just kind of take off. Because so I feel like when your mission and your purpose is really clear, and then you're also showcasing and backing that up, you know, people will want to work with you and they want to continue to work with you. So just putting in that time. I wasn't the one who would, I used to go to a lot of events, but I wasn't the one to go to a lot of business events hmm. that was more for nonprofits or community-based. And so with my nonprofit, I, I did. And that has helped me so much get the word out just to be able to meet different individuals and what they do and just to spread awareness too of what I'm doing. And once I just literally talk about what I'm doing, people are like, I did not know. And now they know and they're like, how can we work? And then how can we work turns into us working. And then let me tell you about this person or let me tell you about that person. So I think it's really good to get out there. If you see an event that is free, take it, <laughs> jump on it, hop on it. That's free, free access to anyone right there at that event. Um, and get out there and just really speak your purpose and follow up on it too. Um, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs don't follow up. That's one of my mm -hmm. biggest fears. Um, you meet someone and then um, there's nothing else out there. <laughs> you don't follow up with the email with them. You don't do anything, but you have to follow up. Let them know you're interested. Ask how you can assist them and how you can they can assist you and then come together and collaborate. Um, and not all are gonna work either. And not all are meant to work, and it's okay too. So that's um, think those are the most important things, and those have kind of helped me along the way as well. Yeah, and you know what's so true too. I think when we first met, to this point of making sure that your mission and purpose are very crystal clear. I know we hear a lot of people say this, but it truly is so impactful because I think. I was able to immediately start to imagine potential ideas of how you could collaborate with her Texas um, for next year as I started thinking about this, because what you said it was so clear about kind of what you were there for, what your purpose is. You had customs by AK, but you talked about your nonprofit. It was very clear the mission of it. And so when you're that clear, it allows the other person to really figure out how to plug in really direct. And I think that's like very basic common sense um, advice too about following up. Sometimes just like when people say, if you want to lose weight, you just need to work out. It's a very similar situation. If you want people to actually be engaged with you and build relationships, you just need to follow up. Right. Yeah. So I think that's such helpful, but very direct, straightforward, realistic advice too. Um, I'm curious about um, the perception of you designing sneakers. I think you mentioned this earlier about, you know, in the beginning you were like really the only woman and then specifically the only black female too. What's the biggest misconception people have about you either in the industry or in the community? Is there something you hear people say, or you, you, you pick it up. You're like, where'd they get that from? That's so not me or it's not my business. Anything you you've observed? Um, really? It's the, the most is just, she just does shoes. Uh. <laughs> and that's it. And for me, it's it's a hard one to swallow because I know, like, I don't just sit here and do shoes all day. Um, um, I had that luxury when I first started, but 
that's nowhere near what I do. Um, you know, like I said, I, I do have a nonprofit. Um, I do work with big, big organizations. Um, I work with students um, throughout the U.S. and also in Texas. I had the privilege to be partnered with Dallas ISD, so I work with their school mm-hmm. districts. Um, so it's a lot of work that I'm putting in, sleepless nights, um, and just really getting out there in the community. Um, if someone needs volunteer for their program or organization, I'm volunteering. Even though I'm a nonprofit, I'll volunteer for another nonprofit because mm-hmm. why wouldn't I? That's, I would want yeah. that back. So you have to also give that. Yes. to be exclusive. And so um, I'm always on the go. My schedule is, I wish it was blank sometimes, but it's not. Um, self-care is very important. And I wish I took more time for that, but I am very hardcore into my business and my passion. Uh, I love what I do. Um, so yeah, um, a lot of people get thinks that I just do shoes, but no, I, um, I run a full-time business, two, three, actually, <laughs> three full-time businesses. So um, yeah. And I'm a mom. So you know, I have to be a mom, I'm a boy mom, and he keeps me very, very, very busy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, though, because I definitely want to get into the nonprofits. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, but how do you kind of make time for everything? You know, you mentioned your boy mom, but you've got these businesses. You're also still putting yourself out there to learn and grow. You're going to events. You're also volunteering. So how do you make time for everything? Do you, what is, how would you define what your, your definition is for self-care? How do you, or is that something you need to work on more? Something that you need to be better at? <laughs> this is safe space, Celia, by the way, because I don't ask me about mine. I said work in progress. <laughs> that is that is definitely me. It is a working progress. That is like the number one thing I have to work on. If any of my friends or family would say anything about me, that would be the number one thing they would say is her working on self-care and giving mm-hmm. herself I'm, I don't know how to allow myself to breathe. I feel if I take a nap, I feel like I'm gonna miss it. Like you know, if I feel like I go to sleep, I'm gonna miss it. Like I feel like there's always something that has to be done. So it's hard for me to delegate things, um, and mm. that is problem is delegating. And I can tell anyone, hey, you have the help, get the help, and allow mm. delegation to happen because <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, but I've learned to also just loosen up and relax and allow mm. to build a team one. Two, to allow others to help you and just take that time. When when it's there, take it. Just kind of like when you have a newborn. If you have a newborn baby and they say, newborn baby, sleep, you sleep. That's exactly what I have to do. So um, I've just learned to like make a schedule for myself um, right on my calendar. Um, and I know if my friends were here, they would probably pop me across the head if they could. They <laughs> preach that to me and I, I still don't listen. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I'm still learning. It is still a learning process, but I think that's yeah. something once you learn those things life will be so much easier for you (laughs) well you know what's so interesting too is kind of female founders i mean that this we're a work in progress and our business could be amazing one week our family life not so much our family the time we spent family life then our business gets it and so i think the idea is really not to to this concept of having it all you can have it all just not at the same time is really kind of how i believe it so my goal for myself is to definitely take some incredible, more incredible trips next year. I'm going to ask you though, if you could close your mind, Akili, and close your eyes and imagine, okay, Jasmine, built in Texas audience, you know what? 2023 is going to be the year I'm taking this dream trip. Where are you going? Where do you see it? I'm far out there. I want to go to Greece. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Well, what, what about the culture or the food or do you know someone that's gone? So the food the atmosphere, of course, the food, and I just want to be on the water there. Like, oh, so beautiful. Um, and then my, I have a tie. So I do have a tie. And then I want to go to Africa. Like, why not? 
but like it's like something I have to go, <laughs> like I have to do. You know what's so crazy? Uh, I have a, a friend slash female fellow female founder too, and she's from Ghana, and talked about getting a group of women together to go. So I will definitely keep you posted on this. And I feel like if we we've already put this now. This is recorded. We put it out there. We go manifest it because I feel like the style, fashion, inspiration you to get from your travels too will only bring you back to your pieces. Oh, I can only imagine like you going to Africa and seeing what those sneakers would look like. That would be incredible too. Well, tell us a little bit about your your nonprofit because I think as I shared in the beginning when we met, I remember you telling me about it. I thought it was such a unique idea. Tell us about kind of what the mission is and how you how it came to be. From 10 years ago, when the first day I started, literally the first week, I've been mentoring ever since. Hmm. I've always had some type of student that's like so interested in what I was doing, always. And um, it became to where I was just naturally helping and teaching. So I always felt like a teacher as I was learning. Even though I didn't even know what I was doing, I still was teaching. As I was learning, I was pouring. I was learning, I was pouring. So um, it became to where a lot of, it's crazy. A lot of big CEOs that I've worked with in partnerships actually reached out to me like, why do you not have a nonprofit? You're already doing the mission. You're already doing the work. You're already putting it in. Just start a nonprofit so we can pour more into you and into your nonprofit and give back to the kids even higher. And so mm-hmm. like, that really makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I did. Um, I actually took time um, two years ago, three years ago. Um, right before, actually right before COVID, let me correct, right before COVID, um, I took this game plan of my nonprofit and, you know, just really took time to do some research and learning of my purpose and making sure I had a why. I didn't want to go into something that didn't have a reason why. I wanted to make sure the purpose was clear, the why was there, and that anyone that entered into my organization knew the why and could also reciprocate that too as well. One, because we're working with students and working with kids and they depend on us. So anything we pour into them, they're going to take from that. And we only want the best mentors for that. And so um, my goal was just typically to teach kids what I do through other avenues. Um, Teaching them sneakers was just to kind of reel them in. It's kind of like, you know, the fishing pole, like here's some shoes. (laughs) And they're like, ooh. And then they grab on and I'm like, well, I got you. Now let me show you what else I can teach you and pour into you. And that has taken off tremendously. I've been doing it ever since. And um, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. The only thing is it's very sensitive because of course I'm working with students and kids mm-hmm. and you know, we have to be mindful of you know how we showcase that. And I never wanted it to be something so public on social media or my platforms because I do have a lot of you know celebrity clients that I work with. I didn't want them to be showcased in a way that they felt like they couldn't really express themselves. And that's mm-hmm. what my, my mission is built off. It's just allowing kids to express themselves through art. Um, so if I had them customizing shoes and they're expressing stuff through art and then I'm, you know, publicizing that on, you know, TV or on the internet, you know, sometimes they can shut down. And so my mission was like, you know, hey, let's let them express themselves. And if they want to, you know, be you know, visual or be seen, then they'll be seen and it'll come natural. And so that's exactly what happened. Um, it actually kind of just showcased itself. Um, I've been hit up by so many different people to work with them and their organizations and their groups and their nonprofits. Um, I've actually been working with a group home for a while, to be honest, but I've never like really expressed that just because it's sensitive, you know, yeah. um, I work with kids who don't have homes. I work with kids who don't have parents, um, who may be abused or neglected. And so, 
um, those things are sensitive. I don't have to tell everyone that, you know, but the work and the mission and my nonprofit will get the royalties it needs to just by the work we put in naturally. And so that's what's been happening. And now for it to just be displayed nicely, it's amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, the nonprofit has just kind of really taken off. Um, a lot of good organizations are behind me and are working with me for with the students. And it has been amazing. I've been able to save 12 students from being suicidal through my nonprofit. Um, one of my favorites is I have a sneaker mental lab. Um, where mm -hmm. kids can come and express themselves through art and allow them to like literally tell us how they feel. And we don't talk. We just allow them to talk. Mm -hmm. Sometimes as adults, we forget that. So we allow them to express themselves and speak on themselves. And then we give them the help they need. Great. They need a doctor. We'll get that service for them. They need a therapist. We'll get that service. If they need a church. We'll get that for them. And if they just need someone to talk to or be there for them or mentor them, we're there for them as well. And so that's just one. <laughs> um, I have a lot of different um, avenues within my nonprofit. Um, I have a curriculum base, which is what I'm working with Dallas ISD with, um, which is amazing where kids can, you know, um, figure out what they want to do in their lives through sneakers. <laughs> they can be, be able to build their own shoes and show different avenues and different structures from shoes through what they want to do. And then mm -hmm. we also allow them to um, find internships and things like that. And so um, we've been, been very fortunate enough to also provide scholarships, um, just different things. Like anything you could think of, <laughs> we, we were providing it for them. We've been able to take them on. Thank God, um, we also have been able to partner with the Mavericks. Um, they provide mm -hmm. tickets for my students so they can experience those games and see how that feels. And some of them never been to a, a basketball game a day in their lives, but they could experience that and it gives them hope and some ambition and some pride. And so it's just a good thing to see. But the nonprofit is doing amazing, amazing. We have so many great things. We're also rebranding too, so I'm so excited mm -hmm. that we released. Um, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of amazing things to come. So t tell us again the name of the nonprofit. If somebody wants to make a donation or they want to get involved or learn more, like what's the next steps for that? So you can literally log on to my website, which is www.customsbyak.com. There is a section for Saving Souls on there. Um, Saving Souls website will be releasing soon at the end of December. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's donation buttons there. There's sign-ups there. There's partnership sign-ups, um, corporation sign-ups, volunteer sign-ups. Um, if you just want to pour into our students, that's there. There's all opportunities there. And, yeah, we're so excited for people to come on board. They have amazing things. You can come out and just create shoes with the kids and paint um, mm -hmm. or just or be there helping hands. Um, I also do a host adult sneaker labs mm. where they come and pour into the kids through their own sneakers, giving back to them in a different way. So a lot of my groups like that I work with um, that, um, that have big organizations, they'll host an event for their team basically and they'll customize their own sneakers based off their corporation and their okay. building. But while they're doing it, they're also writing notes to kids that are in my nonprofit and giving them hope and letting them know that things are okay. And they've been there too. And so, yeah, it's a great way to like kind of cohen adults and kids together in a way with them not ever still uh, existing in the same space. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I love the idea of the sneaker labs. And I was just thinking, as you said, the kids kind of are just in there expressing themselves. 
through the sneakers and through art. I think so many adults could benefit from that too. So I love the idea of that sneaker lab, especially as a group too. So we're about out of time. I'd love to kind of end on you sharing kind of what's next that that you can share for both uh, the company, uh, for you. Well, we already know you're going, you're taking a trip next year. So we know that we check that out. Right. <laughs> but what else, what, what can we expect from, from Customs by AK in 2023? And then any last piece of advice for a creative entrepreneur, someone who's tuned in that might've been where you were, you know, nine or 10 years ago, that's kind of wondering what's next, maybe some, some last piece of advice. Um, so what's to come is a lot of great um, partnerships. I'm very excited for them. They are going to help us expand and give more resources to our students. Um, so I'm super excited about that part. Um, the rebranding of Saving Souls will be amazing. It's gonna be a, a big relaunch. And so I'm excited for that. Um, also, Customs by AK will be also releasing um, our own shoe soon. <laughs> so we will have a shoe coming out soon. That'll be um, great to be shared around for the organizations that we use and for the things we use them for in the uh, Saving Souls nonprofit. Um, and then for advice is don't ever give up. Write your goals down and manifest them through. Speak into them. If you have a higher power like God, then speak to God about it too as well. Mm -hmm. and do not ever mind asking anyone for help or finding a mentor. I can say the biggest tool that I've used this year is LinkedIn. LinkedIn mm. has done a lot for my career. So get on LinkedIn, create a professional account and reach out to those CEOs and those top leaders and just ask for help or advice. And there's nothing to, to do that. Um, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna deny giving some advice to someone that's younger. So um, never feel like that you can never reach out to anyone or get advice and get a mentor, always get a mentor. Yeah, I love that. I think LinkedIn is such a, a tool that so many creatives, I don't see them on there as much and they should be because I think it's it's exactly what you said. It's a direct uh, source into some of those, those C-suite executives. And I know with mentorship, whether you've been in business for a year or for 20 years, that's something that you can never have enough mentorship and guidance. So I love those pieces of advice. We end the show every week with a final question, and it's always about women supporting women because that truly is the kind of ethos for her Texas, but for built in Texas, this supporting other women and, and giving each woman shine too. would love to hear um, a Texas woman, whether she is uh, famous or someone from real life, she could be with us or no longer here, but that has inspired you or your business in some way. My mom, um, oh. my mom, she's my biggest supporter. Um, I really look up to her. She has been in the business field for years. Um, and she's retired. Um, she is a cancer fighter. And just to see her push through and do her thing and, you know, still love her family and give all she has every, each and every day, it's just, you know, it keeps me going. So she is my, my her Texas girl. <laughs> I love that. What's her name? Vontella Stewart. Vontella Stewart. Okay. And is she from North Dallas or this part of Texas? or? She's actually from Louisiana, but she's- Oh, she is. Yes, she's been here forever. So yes, she uh, she's my Texas girl. <laughs> uh, like I've always said too, once you've been here a day or 20 years, we've already claimed you, Akelia. So she's she's been here long enough. She's for sure a Texas, Texas yeah, girl. But she's got a little spice though too. So it sounds like she got a little spice. <laughs> <laughs> right.
right? Well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure to have you on Built in Texas this week. So excited about the work you're doing. And I think it's so um, interesting how you've been able to merge both your, your company with this nonprofit. They kind of go hand in hand. I think that's a business model that many of us are trying to figure out or, or, or are currently looking to explore. And I love the fact that they kind of support one another. And this this really passion to help kids, but also this idea of customization, because there's something special about getting something created for yourself. And I think you don't have to be super rich uh, or have to know a celebrity to be able to get that, that to having something custom is, is something that we all can have too. So excited to follow your journey and to support the work that you're doing too. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. <laughs> great. Thank you so much.